0: Welcome to the Partners Financial Podcast, a podcast designed for you with insights from fellow members, as well as NFT and Partners Financial experts.
1: Hi, welcome to the Partners Financial Podcast. I'm Kristen Boulat, and today I'm joined by Howard Sharfman, Zach Rose, and Jeff Ostrom all of whom are illustrious members of the Partners Financial Board. And they have joined us today to talk about how they start the year. We all had a really interesting year in 2021, with a lot of sort of and and supply chain challenges, but also as an industry, we had a year that people were really interested in buying life insurance. And so, we wanted to talk about how you look at your last year and then how do you get yourself set up for the upcoming year? What do you do to hit the ground running and you know get yourselves and your teams and your your offices focused on the upcoming year? So thank you all so much for joining me. Um, and if we could just jump right in, that would be great. And I'd love to hear how do you look at the upcoming year? We're you know, a few days into the year and, how do you get yourself started as you're looking at a new sales year, Jeff? You want to jump in and lead us off, sure, and then sure. Zach and Howard, you guys can jump in and tell him where he's gone awry if he does. Okay,
2: thank you, Kristen. You know Zach and I are disappointed that um, Howard didn't wear the gray zippy. We thought we made it clear that that's what we were all supposed to wear as a uniform today, but we'll get past yeah. it. Uh, I'm I'm really happy <clears throat> that you have this as a topic. I think it's so important going into the new year to reset and have a plan. Um, I also love the fact that we can share ideas, right, with the membership. Um, So in a study group mentality today, we have a study group of four, but I think this is an example of where everybody should lean on their study groups. Shout out to the Running Rebels. Um, At our firm, at FAP, I think we come in at the beginning of the year hoping to have a three-step process. Um, we, we want to set goals, but before we can step one, we think we have to look at some film and we're very deliberate about metricing the business. And what we're trying to find out is where the prospects came from, what did they buy? Why did they buy? And I think once we've established that we can do step two, which is to set goals set revenue goals, set activity goals, define what our dependencies on are on resources. Uh, where can we lean on, for example, resources at Partners Financial to help us achieve these goals? And then of course, step three is to develop as specific of a game plan as we can. Um, how will we reach more prospects to produce more profile cases? And we talked a little bit about this yesterday. This group did in preparation for the call that all of that, I think, is determined by how you come in to January 1. What's the state of your business? What does your funnel look like? Uh, Zach and Howard and I talked about the fact that if you come in with a really full funnel, then you have to be intentional about working on those cases, marketing to the advisors and people of influence that are attached to it. And then find time to do new marketing. And if you come in with a funnel that's not where you want it to be, then I think you need to rev that marketing engine and get really specific about how to attract new referrals.
1: So, Zach, as we were getting ourselves ready for this call, you had a really interesting approach in your business about what you do with clients and and referral sources and specifically sort of grooming new producers at the same time that you're you're keeping your business engine going. Can you give us a little bit of insight into that?
3: Yeah. So on a yearly basis, we, we try to look at our client list and and really do a good job of segregating out um, A, B, and C clients. And the thought process on new producers coming into the firm is, is that we take some of the um, maybe B and C clients and try to transition those into the new advisors that are you know, in, inside the firm, that way those clients are a getting hit, and they're getting talked to, and then also it's a great learning ground for the new producers coming in. And uh, there's usually some great opportunities that that come out of those clients that we probably wouldn't have uh, ended up touching during the year just because of other opportunities that we have.
1: That's mm-hmm. a it's a nice way to both grow new producers, but also keep the clients connected and and work on your business and. So I think that's really interesting. And then Howard, you were talking about how you start the year with no revenue and really look at your sort of segmentation of where the business comes from. If you wanted to talk us through that.
0: Well, thank you, Kristen. We start every year the same way. We start at scared, And that motivates us because our January financial statements, January 1st, have no revenue. And we are confident enough to know that there is going to be revenue, but I'm not exactly sure where. So what we do is we look at our business in three parts and we do a lot of planning a lot of goal setting. We separate it into three categories. The first is our current clients and current prospects. What does our current client look like? Our client base look like? What our current prospect base looks like? And um, we plan out, our go-to-market strategy to our clients, our go-to-market strategy to our prospects. Um, the second are advisors that we work with. These could be FAs, bankers, attorneys, accountants, consultants. Um, they could be other insurance professionals that send us business. And what's our go-to-market strategy there? We analyze who has sent us business in the past, what's worked, and what hasn't. And the only way you could do that is by actually paying attention because a year is long and you might forget something. And the third is our direct business. The fact is we don't do a tremendous amount of direct business, which means I find someone personally that isn't a client, that isn't a prospect and didn't come from an advisor. Um, But we do have a select group of people that are on a prospect list that I'd like to meet. And we have a strategy for that also. So the first thing we do every year, and it's actually before the year, but we continue to do it throughout January because we're not really done with planning until the end of January. But we continue to look at those three segments and we manage activity as our goals. Um, I can't figure out how to have goals for revenue except for saying I want to do an increased amount of revenue each year. But I can have goals for activity. I can have goals for meeting. I can have goals for new accountants, new lawyers, new FAs, um, p- people that we're doing business with. And I can have goals for efficiency in the business and how we could have more leverage within our business, how we could have more efficiency with our staff and the time that we have. And we've been given this gift of being able to work on Zoom, which is the biggest efficiency gift that we've ever seen.
1: I was just sitting down with the team and we're working on our marketing plan for the year. What we wanna push out, podcasts that we wanna do. And I've learned over the years that if we're still on this plan by July, I'm crushing it. Because a lot of times by July, things have happened. Congress has happened, whatever's happened, and we've gotten pulled off of the plan. We talked yesterday, and this is to all of you, I'm really interested in all of your thoughts about a lot of our business is reactive, but we're setting up these goals that are proactive. And how do you, yourselves and your businesses, how do you manage that? I need to be reactive. I got a big client. I got a big referral. I got to get this going versus have a plan. I'd like to talk to six new COIs this month. So how do you, yourselves, balance that reactivity versus proactivity pull? everybody's being polite. You promised me you wouldn't be polite, but you are. So Zach, I'm going to jump in and make you go first.
3: Yeah, I think it's just kind of going on what you know Howard was saying, is really trying to be specific on who you're trying to target, and what you're trying to do. And and things do change and and certain legislative things come up and it makes you identify a certain family or a certain client, um, but you really have to stay disciplined and. And those goals that you set in the beginning of the year of, of who are the COIs I'm going after, have I contacted them, taken them to lunch, whatever it is, and um, am I staying, you know, on the on the goal and on the schedule that that I started on in the beginning of the year? But things do change, obviously. That's a good thing. Those usually bring opportunities, um, but it is important to try to stay organized as much as possible. And and I personally use my staff. Um, And reminders from them of, Hey, remember that thing you were going to do, you probably need to get on that. So Mm -hmm.
0: and thanks. Go ahead, Howard. No, what I was going to say was, we always have a plan and we of course have to adjust that plan. But we only have to adjust. If I get pulled into a giant project, I only have to adjust what I touch. So we have to make sure, as Zach said, that we have staff that has a plan for social media, for content creation, for um, other internet presence, for our the, the presence we have in our PR that we have when someone Googles us. So we have to make sure that that engine is still going on while we may be pulled in a different direction and sometimes when we're pulled in a a different direction, we still need to focus on blocking off some time to call those centers of influence to get back to your plan. And that's where you also have a community of people to help you. They could be inside of your um, firm, they could be a Partners Financial and your, um, your consultants at Partners Financial that you work with. It could be your study group. Jeff and I are in a study group. And if I'm not doing my job and we're talking about it in the rebel study group, Jeff's going to say, hey, what's going on? So you need to be held accountable. I always believed people would rather be managed to success than be left alone to fail. So by stating your goals, publishing your goals, telling your people about your goals, you could have help and people could hold, help you hold, be held accountable to those goals. And I'd rather be managed by my friends and family and staff to success than let myself do it myself and fail.
2: Yeah, Kristen, I mean, maybe just adding on to, to what both Zach and Howard said, um, Howard, I love what you're saying about setting goals and helping those goals hold us accountable. We, we have to establish them for ourselves, but we also have to share them with our entire firm. And I think we're it's it's important for each department to set goals, for each producer to set goals. Um, and then as to what Zach was saying, way at the beginning, you talked about kind of ranking clients and rank. I think it's an important exercise to prioritize where you wanna spend your time. And again, it has to be informed. So I know, hopefully we've all learned a lot from COVID, but we're operating now two years plus in an environment where most of us were not able to do the things that we normally did. I used to do a ton of marketing one-to-one, which is going out to lunches and having coffee with a select group of advisors that use us as a specialized resource. Now, we were forced, I think, to acknowledge who are the most important people in our business community. As Howard started to say, we had to compress our world. And so what I found truly over COVID is I was only marketing to the advisors that have been consistent referral sources. I was going out um, to visit with our, I wasn't going out, I was visiting over Zoom with our existing clients. And that has been a huge, huge piece of our upselling and just having a very um, structured way to do an annual review, but then to add at least one new idea or sales concept. So I do think that one big thing we've learned from COVID is to evaluate how we are most productive, um, our each hour of the day, how we should be spending it, but again, we've got to metric the business. We've got to look at the game film to, to be informed.
1: Mm-hmm. That's that's an interesting thing that you bring up. And I think where we'd like to leave, sort of wrap up the podcast is all three of you mentioned how valuable you found it in the past couple of years to really look at your existing clients, reconnect with them, go back to them, talk to them again. Can you just give us a little bit of insight into that? Zach, you want to jump in?
3: Yeah, it's... It really becomes an interesting process because you kind of look back and and it, it makes you think about clients that you necessarily haven't thought of in a while and and really makes you focus on, um, you know, what you can do as one person, but really kind of delegating out, you know, different opportunities to your team. And because I think we all kind of know, you know, when we start the year, we kind of have goals for ourselves, but but being able to kind of look at your client base from afar and really look gives you an idea of like what opportunities are out there. And it lets you know as well that we can't ourselves handle all of those things that, you know, teammates can come on and they can really do a good job of of uh, bringing opportunities to light. And, uh, and by doing that, putting those clients on paper and, and segregating them out like we have, it really, it really makes it easy for us to see You know, what we did with those clients, are there any future opportunities and and what are we missing?
1: Mm -hmm. Howard, did you have a thought on that?
0: Absolutely. Isn't that why we're in this business? It's to build the relationships with our clients. I think I've had some success in this business because I fell in love with my clients and not in my product or the structure or the tax laws. I actually fell in love with the people. And the people that I work with. So, what could be better than getting back to your clients? Think about what's happened economically in the last few years. If it's the S and P almost doubling, if it's the value of private equity going through the roof, if it's potentially on the other hand someone was in a very COVID affected business. So we need to get back to them. We need to adjust course, just like we spoke about adjusting course on our business plan. We have to adjust course sometimes with our clients and their financial plan and their estate plan. So that's the most fun thing that we do mm-hmm. is have the opportunity and the pleasure of calling our clients back, talking about where they are, what's going on, how are their children and grandchildren, who, by the way, might just be new new clients, new prospects. And they always have a friend or a family member that they want to refer to us. So we have to make sure that we build those relationships strong. And that's what I love about this business. It's learning from all of my clients. It's the relationship. And don't forget about that because there's a new bright, shiny object in front of you sometimes.
2: Yeah, you know, if you let it, the business can be extremely transactional. And I think it's a challenge for... Us as salespeople, no matter how we're positioned when we meet the uh, client, to fight our way out of that transactional role and become a trusted advisor. And it only happens if we continue to show up, if we continue to deliver on what we promised. But we know this based on Howard's shiny new object, most of us are built to get a yes and then run after the newest thing. And we have to acknowledge that service oftentimes competes with new sales. So the amount of energy that you're going to put into sitting down with a existing client, sometimes you're like, well, wait a minute, I need to carve that out to go after someone new. So I think to the extent that you can, and we're lucky at FAP, you know, John Gilmartin built this Salesforce instance that gives us kind of push button reporting, but we don't have to worry about building it. And then Valcourt in our Boston office helps us understand how, what we should be saying to each of these clients. So, Shame on me if I can't set up a Zoom meeting to take them through an annual review and uh, share some new concepts.
1: Mm -hmm. Absolutely, well, I thank you all for your time and your expertise and your willingness to share your great ideas and really help all of us think about how do we look at it the last year and use it to set reasonable goals that we can manage ourselves and our businesses for success? So I wish you the best of 2022 and that to all of our listeners as well.
2: Thank you. Thanks everyone.